0: Welcome to the SLP Talk Show, real talk with Carrie about stuff that really matters.
1: Hey, it's Carrie, your fast-talking, speech-therapy-loving host. While you are driving, cleaning, exercising, or whatever it is you do while listening to podcasts, I'm going to be chatting about pediatric speech-therapy stuff, but I don't want our time together to feel like work or be boring. You already work enough, and you already have enough boring stuff to do in your life. So let's get going and have some fun. Welcome to episode 48 of SLP Talk Show. I'm Carrie, and I am here with my partner in crime, Jim.
0: Hey, how you doing?
1: I am a pediatric speech-language pathologist, professional speaker, autism and apraxia specialist, and neurodiversity-affirming provider. Uh, Jim and I have been married for 30 years. We work together Mm -hmm. every day. We have an autistic son named Aaron. Aaron. And he has taught us an awful lot.
0: Yes, he has. And
1: I think that we both now could probably call ourselves neurodiversity affirming parents.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah? I think we have been for a while. We
1: just didn't... We didn't know what it was. ...have the
0: the language. Yeah,
1: yeah. So what does it mean? Um, If you're a a parent who's listening, uh, what it really means is that we accept our child's brain differences. Sure. Absolutely. We love him for who he is without necessarily trying to change or fix him. Right. Because when he was first diagnosed back in 2007, it was the... There was a stigma associated with the diagnosis. And it was like, oh, we need to fix... Right. Uh, the deficits. right? it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, something else that we do is we uh, make accommodations to support his mo- emotional, his sensory, his communication needs. Right. Because really, when you're neurodiversity affirming, what we strive to do is to make sure that Aaron can thrive as his authentic self. Right. Right? That's really Same right thing
0: there. we did with our other children.
1: With, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One it's to, just, We want them to be them. We want you to thrive you are not try to change and become someone the world thinks you need to be yeah right okay okay so before we jump into our topic which i think it's a good topic today uh we need to do a quick game of chump or champ okay and this is a game where i quiz jim because jim is really good at trivia i'm okay you're okay well you're much better than me and so i ask him four questions if he gets four correct he is a I'm a champ. And if he misses any, he is a. I'm a chump. He's a chump. But the good news is, I love you either way. See how that works? Okay. Sweet. Okay, here we go. Four questions. Number one GPS technology helps us travel directions. What does the acronym GPS stand for?
0: Global Positioning System. Ding,
1: ding, 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 ding. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, What is the name of the film in which Al Pacino played Tony Montana?
0: Tony Montana. Uh, Any Given Sunday. No. Oh.
1: I think it's probably older than that. I don't know. I don't know much about this movie. Scarface. Well, what
0: is Scarface. Oh.
1: Have we ever seen that movie?
0: Uh, you know, that was made near, like, the 70s. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was uh, a
1: long time ago. So I wasn't sure if you'd seen that movie or not. Um,
0: if I did, it's been... Twenty-five years. Maybe so. we need to
1: watch it and see. See, we'll learn a little about Tony Montana. Uh, I don't maybe, know. maybe not. All right. Two more questions. Okay. Uh, what famous psychologist developed <clears throat> and named a hierarchy of needs?
0: Um, Maslow.
1: Yes, I was going to say. You Dang. know, I talk about that in my in my courses. Nailed it. Yep. And the last one. What artist is famous for the songs "Your Song" and "Tiny Dancer," among others?
0: Um. It's.
1: <laughs> I, I
0: can see his face. It's on the tip of his tongue. Yeah, he's got glasses.
1: Uh-huh.
0: He's English.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, Elton John.
1: Yes, very good. Well, you're three out of four, so yeah. you're not a total chump.
0: Tony Montana.
1: Tony Montana. I see. I didn't know if you'd know that. I fear you're a movie buff, so I thought well, maybe.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: No. Okay. Okay, well... Anyways, good job.
0: I think I've seen it, but I just—it's just been a long time.
1: Been a long time. All right, that's okay. All right. So what we are going to do? It is December as we're recording this, and that means the holidays are upon us. And one thing we know for sure is that holidays uh, is a word synonymous with changes in routines. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that?
0: Absolutely. I mean,
1: all you have to do is look at our own home and it has been transformed, like all the decorations and, you know, everything is different. So what I thought we could do today, Mr. Ebert, is talk about some important strategies for making the holidays merry for everyone. And specifically for autistic kids and for kids who Struggle with changes in routines.
0: Yep. Because there are
1: kids who are not autistic who struggle with changes in routines, right?
0: I mean, if we're all being honest, I think we all struggle. I think we do. With, you know, the gatherings can be... um, Overwhelming? uh, Yeah, cumbersome.
1: (laughs) Cumbersome, yes, 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 yes. So I have kind of divided my thoughts into seven... Kind of strategies if mm-hmm. you will and if you have listened to previous episodes uh we did one on neurodiversity affirming birthday party celebrations and right. so this is Do you is, remember
0: what episode that was
1: no it was three or four episodes ago this is episode okay. 48 so it was probably i should have looked but i'm going to say it was probably like episode 45 or 46 something like that not too long ago so um we're not talking about birthday parties we're talking about holiday celebrations and i just feel like End of November, December, beginning of January, not only is it multiple holidays, you know, Mm -hmm. you've got all those kind of winter holidays in there, but it also is breaks from school. And so you've got kind of a double whammy. Right. When routines it's a birthday, change. typically yeah. on a birthday celebration, you're not affecting, you know, your school. Well, routines. it's one day, yeah, it's one day. Whereas this, this is, is really, multiple days, this is like six weeks, uh, yeah. or longer depending on when you start right. the decorating. Because
0: you're going to this family, oh, and then we're gonna go see Aunt right. Kathy, We're yeah. we're gonna go see, you know, right. Uncle George, right. and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go do this this day and this you know and then it's we're gonna multiple
1: yeah and then multiple. we're gonna go
0: see Santa maybe you know yeah. or whatever you oh, know well, we're all gonna that. talk
1: about that jolly fella okay <laughs> so the um first strategy that I want to talk about is that we all as adults as caregivers as parents we need to plan ahead mm-hmm. so this is where I would use the term pre-planning and Jim and I we go yeah, round and no, round we have it's talked not a word, <laughs>
0: about not the, word. The, the
1: phrase pre-planning yes
0: okay so can I explain my stance on yeah, this
1: yeah but for 30 years we've been okay. married and for 30 years we have talked about whether or not pre-planning is a thing right
0: even before we were married i'm, I'm sure of it because it was probably it probably came up in the in the wedding planning, planning right not right. pre-plan okay so
1: tell everyone why you don't like the term pre-planning
0: because i think it's it, it, it's a misnomer it, it, it's not actually what's happening the pre-planning would be actually the what you do before you plan
1: okay Okay. Well, so, I look at it because as it's pre-planning. The plans. So are you're like, gathering
0: your materials, or you're gathering. You're getting a pencil. Or you're getting uh-huh. your paper, and then you're gonna plan some. That's pre-planning. Uh-huh. Then planning is the actual planning <laughs> well, that you do. Th- what I think is the process of planning. So the
1: reason I use the, the term pre-planning is I feel like you have to think of it far in advance. Like to me, the planning is like maybe the, a few days. Okay, before. so
0: you're thinking more of a of a <laughs> because it's 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 a. Like, if you're planning a wedding or something, it's, it's way out in the way future. Way out, yeah. So, I not So, you're don't saying know. it's pre because it's before the well, wedding. Well,
1: regardless of how we define it, I use the term <laughs> pre-planning. Jim does not like that term. But I am going to call it pre-planning, okay? okay? fine. And we are going to talk about um, whether you agree with the term pre-planning or not, we're going to talk about planning <laughs> ahead, okay? Um, and so, uh, one of the things that is important to really recognize... Well, let's see,
0: and that's another one, planning ahead. <laughs> I I mean, I just don't, I don't understand. (laughs) When, when else would you do it? If you're going to plan something, you're going to do it ahead of time, right? I mean, if you, if you plan after, then it's not really a plan. You're reacting to something. Okay. Absolutely. I'm wasting time. You are.
1: Can you just (laughs) let me have my moment? Okay. So we're not going to call it planning ahead or pre-planning. We're going to call it planning. And the thing to understand is that planning is an executive function skill. Okay. Planning requires organizing your thoughts about the future and for people who have difficulty with executive function it's difficult to uh, see into the future to see how what you're going to be doing but i'm telling you planning is absolutely essential to be able to make the holiday holidays merry for everyone involved okay yes so when you think about the things you have to plan uh it's related to possibly travel you know sometimes out of state um Mm-hmm. certainly you know leaving your home much of the time to go visit uh, whether you're staying in hotels or Airbnbs we just did that with Aaron. Sure and Thanksgiving. it could it
0: could mean a lot of different things. Right. It could mean flights for uh, yeah, a lot flights. of people. It know. could
1: be staying with relatives which means you're living under somebody else's roof for right. a period of time. Mm-hmm. We have to think about meals and how meals are different. You have to think about sleeping away from home. You have to think about the general chaos associated with holidays and big family gatherings. Mm-hmm. So uh, all I'm trying to say here is this This is not a time to wing it and hope for the best, right? That is not a good, it shouldn't be one of those things where like the day before you leave for your holiday, you know, vacation that you go, hey, we better think about what we're going to do. Like it's too late at that point, you know, you've got to pack your suitcase. And so you already have to be uh, (laughs) pre-planning, thinking about it ahead of time. Okay, I won't, I won't say that again. I apologize. But anyways. Don't wing it. This is not a time to wing it, okay? All right, number two, consider your child's sensory and emotional needs first. You are responsible for making sure that your child is not traumatized over the holidays, okay? And um, we are going to have to, as adults, as parents, as caregivers, really recognize that things may not go as everyone else would like right okay. there may be right. things that we uh bow out of things sure. that we shorten things that we change for the sake of our child because we want future holiday celebrations to be met with some joy sure. and if there is trauma associated with the holiday this year right. what that means is your child may anticipate that holidays well, are and, I, and I think
0: it could cause some trust issues too if trust is big if you know if if they're totally traumatized this year Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then you you start talking about the same things next year
1: right
0: you know That, yeah. that could meet some resistance. It
1: could. Absolutely. Absolutely. So make sure your child, no matter where you're spending the holidays or what celebration you're going to, make sure your child has their comfort items. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Aaron was very young, when he was a toddler, preschooler, he had those little colorful sorting bears. Do you remember those? They yep. were little. They were mm-hmm. like... Half an inch tall just little sorting yep. bears and he always wanted to carry one in each hand right and that was his comfort item right yep. so you want to make sure that your your child has their comfort item that they have their noise reducing headphones mm-hmm. that they have their fidgets their weighted blanket like whatever it is that they normally kind of gravitate toward please make sure that that is Those things are packed. They're readily accessible even in the car. Don't pack them in a suitcase that you can't get to on the plane. Right. Right? You really want to, again, think about planning this so that everything um, uh, is kind of accounted for uh, before you start that trip.
0: And maybe have extras.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if something gets lost or misplaced. Yep.
0: Because... Remember yep. that the, we don't want to uh, have the green car yeah. thing Yeah, let's happen. make that
1: an episode all on its own. We're going to do <laughs> yeah. maybe our next episode or one of the next ones. It'll be called Green Car, and we'll tell you all mm. about Green Car because that was traumatic for all of us. So let's make yeah. that an episode, okay? Absolutely. What I would like you to do is think about if you're uh, in a vehicle, right, if you're driving, uh, make sure you think about travel stops. Uh, I know sometimes parents are like, we're just going to drive the eight hours through. We're only going to stop once. Just know that um, that can cause problems for kids who really – rely on movement to regulate Mm -hmm. their nervous systems. So make sure you plan extra time. Make sure you plan your stops ahead of time. Like sometimes stopping at one of those rest areas where maybe there's some grassy area where they could actually run around a little bit. If that's better than like stopping at a truck stop, you know, where there's nowhere to run around. There's semis everywhere. It's chaotic. It's smelly. It's loud. So think about about your travel stops. Uh, Think about what it is that your child needs to stay regulated and make sure that you you, you kind of build that in. Okay. Nice, how, nice. think about how your child is going to get their sensory needs net, uh, met during the holidays. Okay. So one thing that Aaron always has always everywhere we go, even when we went to my sister's house for Thanksgiving, which was just 45 minutes away, right. his portable DVD player, right. because his portable DVD player, and he takes what he calls his big book, and it's just we took all of his DVDs out of their cases, mm-hmm. and they're in one of those right. like CD holders, you know, but it's portable. It's got a handle on it, and he calls it his big book. Uh, and he takes that and his portable DVD player. So that way, um, and it's not that he necessarily needs it in the car. Sometimes he wants it in the car, but more than anything, it's when he needs to regularly regulate. regulate, he goes yeah. into, we find, we talk to the host and say, is there a bedroom or, you know, a quiet room? Because he wants the door shut. You know what I mean? And right. so, and so we, we, we plan that again ahead of time to make sure that everybody knows yep. Aaron has a spot that he can go. And that when he leaves, he's not being rude, uh, that he just only, think about it this way, you guys, only the child knows what their nervous system needs in the moment to be regulated. There's no way we can say, oh, you don't need to watch a movie now, you don't need, we don't know what they need. So this is where we need to start to trust that when the child gets up and starts to flap or starts to spin or starts to walk away or starts to script really um, Mm -hmm. in a a stressful way, that they're saying, I'm overwhelmed and I need uh, to be able to self-regulate. So So, yeah,
0: we we need to be good at picking up on those cues. We need to pick up on
1: those cues, absolutely. understand
0: that in these situations where they're not at home or they're they're out of their routines mm-hmm. that those might happen more yeah often and may be more intense
1: and they might be that's right so have a regulation plan in place that's right. the point okay? okay you'll notice the word plan comes up pretty much all <laughs> the time here okay all right the third strategy please and this is so hard to do guys have realistic expectations yes okay because yes. there are a lot of expectations placed by other people on our families right mm-hmm. at the holidays like yeah. what we think should happen so you've got to think about how the routines everything is different there's large gatherings often multiple gatherings like over and over some right. of our kiddos could handle one gathering right. but so many of our families we do five six seven you know different different gatherings right. right so think about the large gatherings and the effect that has on your child and their their nervous system i really want you to think about santa um i know he's supposed to be jolly and I just (laughs) I just want you to really think about the fact that it is extremely traumatizing to expect a child uh to sit on a stranger's lap who is dressed in that garb you know what I mean like when you think about it if you really don't have any um I don't know connection to Santa or really understand uh what he's all about Having your parents expect you to sit on his lap. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, if you're at the mall or I don't even know where people go to do that anymore. But think of the line you usually have to wait in, you know, before that even happens. So um, it is important that maybe you're reading books about Santa ahead of time. That you're maybe getting on YouTube and watching other people wait in line and sit on Santa's lap. Like, please Mm -hmm. somehow make it predictable. Don't just show up and think that your kid is going to love this. Okay. So I would encourage you to have realistic expectations about that family photo you know like uh is it is it really important you know that we all um
0: well we still display ours from when when Aaron Aaron was little yeah yeah and there was it's like one of the he, I think he gets a kick out of it now, but yeah, at the time, he definitely did not you know, like it. That there were only <laughs>
1: about there was only really one or two years where he was traumatized. And if I could go back and do it anything all over again, I would never have forced that. Right. But you know, as the mom, uh, you know, you feel like, oh, I want that memory of my three kids together, right. and I feel bad because you see, right now, this is the time of year you see the photos on social media of a child being traumatized, and everybody laughs and does mm-hmm. the ha ha emoji. But let's be very clear here that for For some of our neurodivergent kids, um, it is actual trauma, you know, and it's not funny and it's not laughable. And so let's just be, um, let's just really think about... um, you know what what this is if the goal is for your child to have a pleasurable joyful and memorable Christmas then don't do things that traumatize them just because of the expectations placed on us by society okay so um, I want you to think about you know relatives that you know that your child may or may not really have any connection to you know we see these these relatives only once or twice a year think about gift opening new foods new clothes ugly sweaters matching jammies I mean do you really have to have the matching jammies like we tried it a couple years and we just finally realized it's just not worth it just because society says you should do it if it if it's if it affects your child's well-being it's not worth it yeah right um making cookies and gingerbread houses and um just in general you know when you try you're at a a family gathering they're like let's get a photo of everyone and so those family photos i would say they're stressful enough and then you add the holidays on top of it i mean oh my goodness right um Different schedules, different sleeping arrangements, special outings. Think of all the special outings. You know, you've got Christmas programs. You know, you want right. to go see lo- the Christmas lights in the park, right? You want to go to musical concerts. Oh, let's go see a holiday movie. Uh, you know, there's um, all this weird, unfamiliar music we're all of a sudden listening to. You know, right. the Christmas music, uh, class parties, visiting Santa, going to church on the wrong day. Can we talk about this for a minute? Yeah. Do you yeah. remember yeah. when Aaron was little? Yep. And it's not Sunday. It's not Sunday. And so when we would try to go to like Advent service on Wednesday, right. night, Wednesday night, the meltdowns were yeah. epic, you yeah, guys. They were. Epic. And it was, I look back again, and there were some um there were some years where I think you and the girls would go to Advent service and Aaron and I would stay home because mm-hmm. we could not help him understand yeah, we why off. we were going to church. Yeah. yeah, I think that's probably what we did. Like, you would stay home one Wednesday with him. Like, yep. just anticipate. I just want you to prepare that if you're used to going to church on Saturday night or on Sunday morning, that you, you know, if all of a sudden it's different. Or,
0: sa- or Saturday or Friday right. or whenever you whenever go. Whenever you go. I mean, exactly. different churches and do it differently. Exactly. You, you know, just so.
1: have to anticipate that this could be a struggle, right. Right? right? If they don't, if they're not prepared for it. So what I would encourage families to do is pick one or two events at the Holiday. Holidays that are really important to your family and try to identify strategies to make those one or two events work
0: mm-hmm. instead
1: of trying to make everything happen so right. what you have to be prepared to do is to decline invitations okay. to say no and yeah. I know nobody likes to do that no. um and again the other option is do Jim and I did this the majority of Aaron's young life where he and The girls would do some events and me and the girls would do others. And there was an occasional time where the five of us, you know, would be able to do something. But it was very rare that Aaron attended every event that, you know, the girls did. Is that fair to say? And it's not because we were denying. It was because and even to this day, I mean, he's 19 now and we ask him, Mm -hmm. I asked him, do you want to go to it's called Powell Gardens on Thursday night? and see a Christmas in the lights, uh, uh, lights, Christmas light show or whatever. And it's like an hour away from us. And I said, would you want to do that? Because one of our old neighbors invited us. And he said, no. I mean, he got really panicked. And he said, I do Christmas lights at Longview, you know, the park oh, here. Yeah. So okay. when I suggested we right. go somewhere new to see the lights, oh my gosh, like uh, you could just see. And I said, okay, buddy, I just wanted to offer. So even now. So I wasn't
0: there when you uh-uh, did that. That was
1: this morning at breakfast because oh. our old neighbors so asked if we Well, he panicked. Well, you could just see it where he, he stiffened up and his, you know, he said, uh, uh-uh, that's not what we do. So for him going to see those lights in the park, we do that every year. Right. And that's part of our routine. And mm-hmm. the thought of not doing that, it did. It caused or him. Or in lieu of. Yeah, in lieu of it. He mm-hmm. was like, oh no oh no so my mistake was if that was really important to me um because I just found out about it too so you know obviously we would have talked about it first but um is we would have brought it up a month ago does that make sense like not two days before you might be going to do something so it is interesting how Aaron still keeps us in check and reminds us you know Mm -hmm. while Aaron is more tolerant of change and is uh, more flexible I think in uh, routine changes he there are certain things that if he's not expecting it, the anxiety, literally, um, you can just see it, okay? So um, be prepared to say no. Uh, You've got to be thinking always about your child and your family's best interests. Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Number four, keep some routines the same during the holidays. And I'm going to tell you the two that you and I have worked very hard in Aaron's life to keep the same. One is mealtime, okay? Mm -hmm. Mealtime is one of the things, you know, to really understand is the eating is one of the most individualized and personal experiences that human beings go through because eating is one of the few things that human beings do that activates all eight of the sensory systems simultaneously. So um, eating is not something that we want to be like, oh, let's just change our child's, uh, you know, mealtime routine for the next three weeks and hope and pray for the best. Right. That's not a good idea. So um, as far as meals, if you're going to be outside of your home, if you're going, you know, to a a relative or a a party, you want to try to bring your child's favorite foods, maybe their favorite plate, maybe their favorite cup, if they have, Mm -hmm. you know, such a thing. Um, Make sure you try, regardless of when everybody else eats, keep your child's meal time you know kind of set. I mean consistent. Aaron eats yep. at 7:11 and 5 every day. Mm-hmm. And so even when we travel, we are like, oh, um maybe like at Thanksgiving, I don't think we ate. Let's say let's say you have um, you know, Thanksgiving dinner scheduled at 1 or Christmas dinner scheduled at, you know, uh 1:30. We mm-hmm. would still feed Aaron at 11 right. because that's when he's used to eating. And right. then if he wants to sit with the family at the meal, yeah. he often will do that now, but when he was little, we just would excuse, you know, excuse him and say he's already eating, you know, he's already yeah. eating at 11 so try to keep meal time the same um uh give them the option to sit at the big table Mm -hmm. to sit at the kids table to sit in the same room but maybe off on their own uh to sit in a separate room you know maybe um a kid's table could be put in another room where you know um, there's less chaos less adults talking things like that because it does
0: it it does get loud especially those big Big tables, Thanksgiving is always Mm -hmm. loud. Yep, yep. Um, Christmas, you you know, you're doing a lot of the same things. Right, right. So allow
1: your child to eat in peace if that's what they
0: Right, if that's what they want. If that's what
1: they want. Now, some kids are fine with it, right? Again, Mm -hmm. we're individualizing this. Um, If they want to be a part, maybe they see the big table and everybody's sitting there and they start climbing up in one of the chairs. You know, they really want to be there. Make sure that you serve them or at least offer them their favorite foods right even sure. if somebody says oh do you want to try some mashed potatoes and the child pushes it away just have their own food there and, mm-hmm. and just kind of prepare your family ahead of time that you know um please don't pressure him to eat you know we will we will uh take care of his you know mealtime so sure part of it is is kind of trying to um get your family and your friends to support How you parent, right? And what what your child's needs are. Okay. This is not a time, I'm going to repeat this is not a time to pressure your child to try new foods. Oh, just take a bite, sweetie. You're going to love it, right? No, no, no. We do not do that at the holidays. You and I have, oh man, we have seen when people try to do that. Oh, yeah. And it just leads to an instant meltdown. Okay. This is not the time to get kids who are selective eaters. Um, who are safe eaters, to try new foods. Right. Okay. So I, if you take nothing else away from this podcast, that is the one thing i You always I'm have begging.
0: that that aunt or uncle, yeah. I'd get that kid Yeah, to if eat. he were my
1: kid, I'd get him to eat. He'll eat when he's hungry. I wouldn't give him anything yep. special, right? So that's all yeah. hooey. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say hooey? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not the time. The other routine that I would encourage you to find a way to keep semi-consistent is bedtime. Um, It's really important that our kids who um, are experiencing great amounts of anxiety, you know, Mm. around the holidays that they have, their sleep patterns not interrupted so right. if you're sleeping away from home that means taking their favorite blanket maybe they have certain sheets that they like maybe their favorite pillow You mm-hmm. know, I yeah. mean seriously if you have to take the comforter you know that they always they love their comforter on the bed by all means take the comforter right, right. Um, make sure that uh, you really think about um, the sleeping arrangement so mm-hmm. to just say like oh he can sleep on um, an air mattress well are you sure about that like has your child ever slept on an air mattress because we tried to get Aaron to do that once when we had company I'm like oh Aaron can just sleep on the air mattress and someone can sleep in Aaron's bed yeah that never happened (laughs) no it didn't okay I'm gonna tell you right now don't offer for your child to do something new that they haven't already practiced okay (laughs) so please 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 make sure you bring if they have a noise machine like Aaron has a noise machine right right? um if there's a little fan you know if you have to bring the box fan to grandma's house bring the box fan right um if they have favorite snug items if they have favorite jammies you know just really you guys work hard at mealtime and bedtime to try um, to keep some semblance of their routine intact okay all right number five use visual supports Always, always, always. So calendars are really helpful. Countdowns, visual schedules with pictures, like Mm -hmm. showing them. Like um, you know, let's say we were gonna go to Aunt Kathy's house, you know, and Aaron was a lot younger and really maybe was struggling with you know this possible, you know, upcoming event. We would have a picture of Aunt Kathy. We would have a picture of Aunt Kathy's house, right? Right. The good thing is we live in the digital age. You can text your family and say, Hey, can you just go outside and take a picture of your house and you know send it to me? Can you please take a picture of the bed? Room where my child's gonna be sleeping and send it to me. Like I'm telling you, people, you can make that's much
0: easier than it used to
1: be. Oh, it used to not be. I mean, anything. Had no idea what. No. No. Yeah,
0: that was so like.
1: that's the good thing. We live in the digital age. Uh, you know, everybody has pictures and videos. You could have your uh, Aunt Susan take a, a video of her whole house if, we, you know, if you've never been to that house. And oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, like, right. So please, please, please make sure you're using lots of lots of visual supports. If you're traveling, get online, print out pictures of the airport, of the hotel you're staying in, of the venues that you're going to go visit. Make the trip as predictable as possible okay so here that's
0: that's so good this is so important
1: the goal is to reduce anxiety for everyone involved okay so not just for your child but we get stressed too right Jim? i mean us worrying about our child having fun
0: i I feel like this is like you know a mission impossible (laughs) you know kind of thing where where you know at the beginning they're 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 planning out the mission right? Right, right they got a picture of this hotel <laughs> they got a picture of this guy who's going to be at the hotel that they're going to try to you know uh-huh. steal something right, from or right, whatever right, right. you know so it's kind of like that it's like you know you could have the music playing you know and then and then you you lay out all this information for him and right. then we can say Yes, we can do this.
1: We can do this, right? right. And that's what—that's the kind of attitude you need to go into this is we are so prepared that we have already visioned like, what the future is going to look like, right. right? And that is right. an executive function skill of organizing and planning, okay? So if you're going to uh, a community event, then maybe do a practice run, right? Go to that place where the concert's going to be ahead of time. Drive into the parking lot. like Get out and look in the window. Like, The goal is to make things not new. Okay, because what did we always used to say when Aaron was little? He doesn't do new. That's how we would explain it to your mom and my mom and my sisters and your families. He doesn't do new. And um, so now, you know, what we say is he really thrives in predictable situations. Right. Right, He he thrives. And so we try to use that strength space language now. But um, the goal is to reduce anxiety. So make your holidays as predictable as possible. Awesome. Number six, let's talk about gifts. Right? Present opening, present buying, all of that. Mm-hmm. The number one tip I can give you guys is don't overbuy. OK, don't allow people to give your children so many gifts that it's like an hour and a half, you know, time spent opening presents. Opening gifts can be really overwhelming for our our kiddos. OK, so this is the time where we really want to preach that less is more. If the child can somehow communicate to you what they want. Right. Maybe I love those um, Oh, every kid loves it. Even when you and I were little, like the the toy catalogs, you know, they still have, we get the one from Amazon. There's one at Walmart. There's one at Kohl's. Mm -hmm. And so that's a visual, right? It's a wonderful tool to let them, you know, kind of go through the pages and then like circle, you know, what it is you want. Like Aaron this year, I mean, he told us about four things that he wants. And so... On Christmas morning, when Aaron opens presents, nothing is a surprise. He doesn't like surprises. In fact, it would really bother him. Like, if you give him something that he's not that he doesn't want, he may appear rude. He's not rude. It's just he didn't want that thing. So right. if you give him a random gift, he will open it and go, oh okay and he'll just set it to the side and what he's doing is opening until he gets like this year he wants the Paw Patrol movie right, right that's right. one thing on his list and there's this <laughs> switch game I can't even think what it's called the cart racers the new cart racers game that he wants and you know well, so I hope he's not listening oh gosh I hope he's not Aaron <laughs> put your headphones on huh? <laughs> um, so uh, there's only certain things so like my mom has always been big in well I need to spend the same amount of money on each of the grandkids and right, it's taken right. me years but I finally convinced her it is better to buy him a $9.50 Fifty cent thing that he wants
0: that
1: he wants than a $50 random thing that he doesn't want right Right. because my Aaron doesn't look at and go they got more than me or all he knows is these are the five things I wanted for Christmas and he I hate to say he expects it but that's what he's anticipating is going to be under the tree surprises are not his favorite thing no Right? No,
0: p- again, we're talking about predictability.
1: Predictability, right? And so, so
0: if he can predict that he's right. going to get these presents, then, then, everything, it, then everything is going to go, be fine. Yes. So you know?
1: if the child can communicate to wh- you what they want, then please give them exactly what they want within reason, of course. I'm not suggesting yeah, you spoil right. them, I mean, buy them things that are outside if they, your... If they, if, they,
0: if they rattle off 30 things no, that they no, want. no, 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 okay, no. Okay. Okay, well, that makes
1: it easier because if they give you 30, then you pick four or five, yeah. right? That's good. Aaron usually gives us... Three to five, and that's about it, okay? Um, Fewer meaningful gifts are better than lots and lots of random gifts, okay? Mm -hmm. You've got to understand that for some kids, opening presents is joyful. I would say for many of our neurodivergent kids, it's more of a chore, right? It is. It's a task that I just have to finish. Um, Follow your child's lead. If they only want to open one present present, Or two presents and they are done, then make that happen, right? If your child um, would do better opening presents in the peace and quiet after the big gathering has ended, then allow that. Say, he's just gonna open his presents later. Thank you so much for, you know, for thinking of him. And then what I always do, like I do this with Aaron's birthday presents, whatever, is when he is either opening the gift or when he is looking at it or holding it, I always just snap a photo with my phone and I immediately text it to my sister or your sister or whoever. Mm -hmm. And that's my thank you because if they can see that he's got it in their hand then they know he did get it he did open it it's kind of like when you give a gift you want to make sure somebody they got it right so that's what i do i just immediately send the thank you with a photo and um and then we're good so um if you are uh, a parent a caregiver it's really helpful if you can send grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles an actual not only a list but i think almost the links like send the link you know what i mean if there's a link on Um, Etsy like you know we ordered a couple things related to Metallica on Etsy and so right. I sent the link directly to my sister because it's not like get him anything random it's this is the thing he would like do you know what I mean right. like nobody right. knows Aaron better than you and I do so right. when they say oh what what should we get Aaron for Christmas I say I'll send you a link and right. I make sure I don't send the same link to multiple people right so right. I I do the majority of the legwork because I know Aaron best okay well
0: it's kind of like get you know telling somebody what size you are Whatever right. you know, it's I mean,
1: specific. yeah. yeah. If,
0: if if you're you know uh, an XL and somebody sends you a medium and something, you're just like, oh, what well. am I going to do with this? <laughs> right,
1: exactly. So it's the same thing. So right. really as a gift giver, it is important that you take the time to find out what the child's deep interests and sensory preferences are. I will tell you one thing about Aaron, if you have ever taken my Making Sense of Sensory course, or sometimes it's called Sensory for the SLP, It's, it's offered in different ways. But one of the things I talk about is how when you and I started learning together, like over a decade ago, about the eight sensory systems, and we had always said, gosh, Aaron's nervous system, he's very over responsive, right? Hands over the ears. Remember when he used to say stop singing? He right, didn't like right. when people would sing. And so I always said, oh, he's over responsive and the majority of his sensory systems. But what we figured out was that he is a visual seeker. Mm-hmm. And so he has always had uh, a, an interest in peering at certain things like out of his peripheral vision yep. or watching spinning things, you know? Yeah. And so what my one sister, uh, Cheryl now knows is that Aaron likes lighted Toys, oh, lighted yeah. things. So, what she got him? I think the past two birthdays she has gotten him oh, something. She's nailed it. She's nailed it. I'm telling you, she got him this. Is it a light set? What would you call it?
0: Um, it's like a projector.
1: It's like a projector. So it shows so up what on it the does, ceiling.
0: Yeah, it, and it's just like the galaxy or whatever. Uh-huh. All these star uh-huh. systems, are it's really cool. I mean, I was like, I kind of want that thing,
1: (laughs) and it is, and he loves lights, and so, and
0: and it's 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 very vivid and stunning, and he just he loves it. And the minute
1: he opened it, he went oh, and he goes to his room and plugs it in, and I'm telling you, like she has nailed it. The other thing, I think
0: actually, I had to plug it in downstairs because we opened it up downstairs, and he's like, he immediately needed to see it. Yeah, he he was was like, like, right now, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. you, You know, you nailed it when he's like so excited and he and wants, he wants to actually open it now yeah right. the Try other thing and maybe
1: it's something I bought him I, I don't know one of us did now I can't remember but the lights match up it connects to his Alexa so when he plays music the lights go to the beat of the music so he's yeah, got one of yeah. those too. So, yeah, it's
0: got a sensor on it that yeah. senses the beat. So. so
1: anything that lights up. So like my sister Cheryl has figured that out. So she's always like, oh, wait till you see what I found, Aaron, this uh-huh. year. And now Jim and I are like, but oh, see, we can't she wait. gets it. She understands she it. him because and she has. So, yeah, it took a long time. W- with
0: with some of your family members, they might not quite understand what uh-huh. what they really want. So you know, you just have to help them a little
1: bit. Yeah, help them a little bit. Yep. Now Cheryl is good on her own. Yeah, she's a great so, gift buyer. Yeah, for him. she can.
0: She, she's she, on her own. She's graduated, we hit, to, she has
1: graduated. <laughs> to
0: to being um a self sufficient erin yes, gift, a- Aaron, Aaron gift giver.
1: <laughs> I love it. So. We're gonna give her like a, a button <laughs> we'll or give a badge. A okay. plaque. Yeah, a know. plaque. That's what we're gonna make
0: <laughs> uh, her. No, a, I no, I, I like the badge. <laughs> The badge idea that you had, like a little, you know, like she's sheriff or, yes, you know. but or,
1: it's going to be the gift And then and
0: it'll have like little bars that come off the bottom of it, you know, like.
1: Like you've done it this many like, years in a row. Yeah,
0: 2022, <laughs> 23.
1: Yeah, okay. I love it. All right, let's finish this up, okay? So number seven, this is our last one, and it's going to come down to more planning. And I know you guys are probably sick of hearing <laughs> me talk about this, but you've got to recognize that success comes from preparation, mm-hmm. okay? So you have to plan for the recovery after. After the holidays okay have you ever heard I need a vacation for my vacation yes okay so that's exactly what we're talking about please for the love of all things, avoid having a big <laughs> gathering the day before the kid goes back to school. Does that make sense? Like, oh, don't yes. be like, hey, let's throw in one last party the Sunday before school resumes, right? That is a terrible idea. Please don't fly home the day before school resumes, okay? Because you haven't planned for recovery. Yeah.
0: Okay? Yeah. If you have Sometimes to Sometimes it's home, unavoidable, well, but- Well, then
1: don't send him to school. <laughs> I'm serious. Then you take two days off, okay? I'm okay. just saying, if yeah. you want this to go- Smoothly, you have to plan for recovery. And Jim, you'll be proud. In my notes, I had plan ahead for recovery, so I took that word ahead out. Okay. (laughs) Nice. Okay, so you need to allow, I would say, a minimum of two, um, you know, maybe even three uh, days for your family to get back in the swing of things before your child heads heads back to school, or if they're younger, heads back to daycare. Prepare for the transition back to school by visually. Um, setting the stage. So get the lunch bag out on the counter, right? Make sure the backpack is by the front door, okay? Start um, getting the child up at school hours like two days before, don't you know? If if you've been letting them sleep until nine thirty, and they right. normally have to get up at six forty five, two days before, you gotta start getting them up. Just get them back in that in that especially routine. Especially the teenagers, especially those darn teenagers. That's right. <laughs> um, the goal is to help them prepare for return to that regular routine. Uh, make sure you're getting back into your regular bedtime routine mm-hmm. several nights before school returns. Prepare, right? That is the answer. Put a picture of the bus or a picture of the school on the calendar on the day that school resumes and then make sure you check that calendar. Two more, do a countdown. Two more days until school, cross it off. You lid. know, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm hearing, I'm listening to you say all these things. I think this applies to everyone.
1: I, I would agree. We all do better when we have given ourselves time to recover yeah. from changes. Right.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So just remember this, you guys. Predictable routines keep anxiety at bay. You mess with routines and you better expect anxiety to increase. Mm -hmm. So the goal is to prepare for the changes and then allow recovery time after the holidays so that you can get back in the swing of things. Awesome. Sound good? All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Thanks for listening to another episode of the SLP Talk Show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your colleagues, give us a listen. Get out there, uh, be kind, be accepting, put your screens down every now and then, go outside. It is a beautiful, beautiful world. And please don't forget to schedule your mammogram. Early detection could save your life. As an 11-year breast cancer survivor, it certainly saved mine. Until we meet again. Cheers.